3: perfect home sweet home.
4: iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up ritual Scrub star Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling. Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry.
5: Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us for today's conversation. It's good to be back with everybody. I'm Will Pearson, COO of the iHeart Podcast Network. Today's guests are from my favorite new news podcast. It's called News O'Clock. I love the name as well. And it's produced in partnership with our friends at BuzzFeed. We all remember BuzzFeed's early days, creating viral stories and lists, which they do so very well even today. But it's actually been really, really fun to watch their team build this incredibly talented newsroom over the past several years. And their reporting, their ability to make sense of the world around us is very much needed, especially in a time like this. So with that said, I want to welcome the host of News O'Clock, Hayes Brown and Casey Rackham. Thanks for joining us, Hayes. I, I think I'll start with you. You know, I think as we were talking about creating this show together, we were thinking about other podcasts in the news space. Obviously, The Daily and at First, very popular podcast. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to do something very different here. So I would love to hear from you. What would I get from News O'Clock that I wouldn't already be getting from another news podcast?
6: I think that's a great first question. I think that from News O'Clock, as Post the Daily today explained to these other like podcasts out there, I think what we're trying to bring to our audience is a bit of relief along with the information. We are attempting to bring on what has been a real act of synthesis at BuzzFeed of taking you know the very depressing Real world news out there and the lighter, more fun, more entertaining parts of the world, and putting them together and putting them out there for everyone because information is information, right? We want people to be informed, we want people to be entertained, we want people to be educated. And Mm -hmm. I think that that sensibility is really baked into BuzzFeed writ large and into this show that we put together.
5: Yeah, you guys do such a great job with it. And actually, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that sort of mix of hard news with more entertainment and celebrity news. So Casey, I'd, I'd love to hear from you how you guys think about that mix and if there's a certain balance that you're trying to hit when you put the show together.
4: First, great to be with you guys here today. Yeah. We all know Hayes. He's, he's a great reporter, great telling the news via podcast. He has experience with that. And then me, I'm actually a part of that BuzzFeed history of lists and quizzes that you talk about. I've done that for almost five years now. I'm the senior TV and film editor for BuzzFeed.com. And I'm here to just kind of bring that balance of this horrible time that we're in right now. So we have to know and keep up to date on everything that's happening, but also to bring this levity and this just like sigh of relief and just like a little bit of laughter. We were recently talking about a new promo, maybe we record, and mostly it was just a laugh track of me and Hayes we're just trying to (laughs) laugh through this time together, you know? And so we really, when we're making, when we're putting our podcast today every morning, we're thinking about, like, have we balanced the hard news with the lighter news? It's Mm -hmm. when someone's listening, they're not going to be completely bogged down, but they're still going to get the information that they need.
5: Yeah, no, that's terrific. And, you know, actually, speaking of the production, you mentioned that. You know, there's a lot of shows out there, including, you know, many, many of our shows where we've had to completely revamp the production workflow and kind of rethink how we make the shows because of social distancing, not being in studios, producing all of these remotely. But you guys actually launched this show post-COVID, like this has all been happening right now. Do you think that gives you an advantage? And maybe just talk a little bit about what that production looks like. Just that, out of curiosity, I'd love to hear.
6: Yeah, I think it does give us an advantage because we knew what we were getting into when we started this. I'll say, too, so I'm in New York City right now. Casey's out in L.A. And I think that Honestly, the fact that we knew that we would be working from home for at least the beginning of the show really influenced our decision when we were thinking about, okay, so who are we going to have be you know, one of the co-hosts of this show? The fact that Casey is in L.A. was never seen as a detriment, like it might have been if we were planning to go into the studio every day, because that's just built in now, the fact that we are on different coasts, but we're still making this show happen. Do you have to get up earlier, Casey?
4: I do have to get up earlier. You know, I try and, like, help out the night before and stuff, but, you know, by the time I wake up and I open Slack, <laughs> stories have been chosen, I'm catching up, I'm, like, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what has happened in the world today so far.
5: <laughs> I think you're on coffee cup number three already, because you had to get up earlier to join
6: us.
4: (laughs) Exactly. I went to bed early last night. I was like, I have to be good in the morning.
6: (laughs) I have to point out though that the time zone thing hasn't really been a problem as far as like Casey being like up to speed on like what's happening. She has just been such a force of good on this show since we started. And I just know for a fact that it would not be the same show if it weren't Casey who were co-hosting it.
5: Yeah, you guys have such a great dynamic.
6: Yeah, no, everyone kept saying like, oh yeah, their chemistry is great. They seem like they've been friends for a long time. I'm like yeah sure I'll take yeah. it <laughs> <I> mean, <you laughs> see, no. and us I, we just have a very similar like sense of humor thank goodness it seems yeah oh, that's awesome
5: let's talk a little bit about what people are looking for from podcasts this is something we've talked about in, in previous weeks with interviews and here at iHeart as we've thought about launching new podcasts and sort of made some shifts once we were in the middle of this pandemic because it does feel like there have been some changes in what people may be looking for out of their podcast and I'm curious to hear from you guys maybe Casey will start with you like what do you think has changed in terms of what people may be looking for out of a podcast and and maybe from you guys specifically what they may be looking for
4: yeah. I think I can correlate this directly to even like people's TV watching habits right now. Even myself personally, I don't have it in me to watch dramas. Uh, that's not a part of what I can handle right now during this pandemic of being trapped in my home. I've been watching an obscene amount of Survivor. I don't know why, but it's actually <laughs> where, where a news outlet wrote about everyone watching Survivor right now. So it's like when I talk to my friends who can't be on Twitter right now because it's overwhelming and then friends who listen to our podcast, I had several people reach out out to me and just be like, thank you for it being like short, not too short, long, not too long, and a perfect amount of like, I get the news right at the top of it, what I need to know, and then I just get to breathe and listen and have fun. Because I think there's a very small window per day, which people are allowed to take in the bad. And that's filled up very very quickly during this pandemic. And once they've reached their cap, they're not looking for that anymore. They're looking for something lighthearted. And I think that's what our podcast Mm -hmm. brings to them.
6: Yeah, what about you, Hayes? I have to completely agree with what Casey just said. I feel like people are turning to the news more than ever, even as it scares them, I think, Mm -hmm. is something that we should take away from this. Uh, I feel like, given the surge in traffic that BuzzFeed News has seen, the way that news podcasts have really upticked in terms of their downloads. I think that people want that information, but they also don't want to spend their entire day just curled up in a ball of fear. So mm-hmm. we're trying to thread that needle, and I think we've been doing a pretty good job of it so far, giving them what they need to know when they need to know it.
5: And I know, obviously, with a news podcast, there is a real service element to what you're doing, giving people what they need to know. But I think in a time like this, there also seems to be an element of companionship because people are, you know, at home. And I'm curious if that's changed the way you think about producing the show Mm -hmm. as well. Like how much of that goes into the way that you make the show? You know, I don't think
6: it's been a conscious decision, but Mm -hmm. now that you put it that way, I think that one of the things that we've been trying to do from the start is make sure that people listening get a real sense of who Casey and I are as people. And that's involved, you know, A good amount of banter between us every day relating stories from our lives casey's been a dream for this she has such a deep well of interesting stories to tell that i feel left in the dust a lot of the time but yeah it's not something that we have thought strongly about but that companionship thing is something that we've We wanted to build a sense of like warmth and we're just people talking to you, your friends talking to you into the show.
5: Yeah, I'm also curious to know what it's been like producing, not just from home, but like what are the best parts of producing from home, and what have been the upsides? We know the challenges, but what what do you like about doing it from home?
4: I'm pretty sure the upside is the same for everyone working from home. You can wear pajama bottoms. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's it. I mean, you know what? At first, I was in my closet for better acoustics, um, and eventually, you know, once a mic was sent out to me, (laughs) before we started, don't worry. We, yeah. we got a great audio producer, and he's like really made it just sound so good and made sure that Hayes and I are both like equipped day-to-day to handle anything that's thrown at us. And I honestly think that's going to make us even more well-prepared if we ever go back into the office, because we've been able to hit every roadblock and been able to come out of it like there was no roadblock mm-hmm.
5: at all. That's pretty great. What about you, Hayes? What do you like about it?
6: I'm going to have to agree. I like the fact that when we're done here, I can just collapse onto this lovely couch you see behind me instead of having to commute home. Because every day, once we finish recording, I feel like I have a solid like 20 minutes where I just have to lie down and be, like, breathe. And then I can get up and go back to working on the show for the next day. But the ability to just do that here and not have to worry about taking the subway home before I can decompress is yeah. great.
5: And breathe that fresh air from those lovely plants and the uh, and the terrarium sitting behind you. That's <laughs> impressive. I have to know, guys, when is News O'Clock? The show's called News O'Clock. Is there a News O'Clock?
6: Okay, so I can take this one.
5: As we were developing
6: the show, we
5: like had a bunch of different names
6: that we cycled through, most of them terrible, most of them my fault. But News O'Clock is one that had been in my head from the jump because Lisa Tazi, who was one of our breaking news directors, our global news director before she left, to go be a part of the markup. She would refer to News O'Clock as that time when the big publishers, Washington Post and New York Times, during like the Mueller investigation especially, would drop their big scoops right as everyone was leaving for the day, at like 5.30, 6 p.m. <laughs> and that would be, up oh, News O'Clock, guys, the news is here.
1: <laughs>
6: and that was just a phrase that really stuck with me. So Impeachment Today, which was the last iteration of this show, basically was a show that was published in the morning. We decided though, given how few podcasts there are out there right now that update in the evening as sort of a recap of the day as opposed to a start of your day, it felt like a really fitting name for that like time frame. that news o'clock, that things are happening, the things have happened. So you need to know, here's what's going on.
5: All right, so a question that came in here, let's see, from Carrie says, what's one thing you have learned from your fans, who I know are active in communicating with you guys, one thing you've learned from your fans in doing the podcast?
4: we do like a segment at the end that's like one more thing or we have one that's called The List and those can be like a little bit more lighthearted or there's sometimes just like super interesting facts that like don't really fit into entertainment or the news but something that people should know about and I feel like a lot of our fans who have been calling in have been like giving us like fun facts about like the house in Suffolk in the UK that won't sell because it's a Harry Potter house and it's too popular and you know like they're just kind of giving us like it's our own tip line of just interesting facts. So that's been fun.
5: Again, given the background or the history at BuzzFeed and that readership that you've built over the years with a really curious audience loving those lists and those facts. I'm sure it's an audience that's, and I say this in a nice way, but that's very (laughs) quick to let you know if you get a fact wrong.
6: We take that into account all the time. So in our list segment, oftentimes we'll call out to people, hey, did you, do you think that we missed someone on this list that you would have added? Just the other day, we had a list of five TV doctors who we would trust in this pandemic. And a very nice woman reached out to us and said, actually, you know what? I would also add uh, Noah Wiley's Dr. Carter from ER. She also practiced that by saying she was dating herself a little by saying that. Yes.
5: So a couple of weeks ago when we talked to uh, Zach and Donald from Scrubs, did anyone recommend them? They seem trustworthy to me.
6: <laughs> uh, no one has recommended them yet, unfortunately. But yeah. near the top of our list was Dr. Cox from Scrubs. So yeah.
5: close enough. Yeah. It's a yeah, yeah, proxy. Exactly. exactly. Well, their show is called Fake Doctors, so I guess, I guess they're not trustworthy. All right, so a question from Alex says, what is the one pandemic-related buzzword you hope is never spoken again once this is all over? That's a great question. Oh,
6: wow. I think... Mine would be reopen. I hate it at this point. I just am so tired of saying it, writing around it. It doesn't really convey what's happening, but it's the word that everyone uses and understands sort of at this point. So I can't wait for it to be done. (laughs)
5: Let's go back to the show itself with some of the people that you've had conversations with, some of these interviews you know, I'd love to hear from both of you. A couple of your favorites from those conversations.
4: Well, first of all, we're both super excited. We're set to be interviewing Issa Rae, and that oh, nice. is going to be like such a treat for us. Oh, Hayes, you're going to have to remind me of uh, his name, but we talked to someone about the almost locust pandemic.
6: Um, oh, man. Keith Cressman, who is the chief locust tracker scientist for the Food and Agricultural Organization in Rome, which is not someone who you would think would be like a favorite interview.
4: It's one of those things that we're talking about where like it's not at the top of our radar, but it should be on our radars because it's something that's very much happening. But just the facts we learned about locusts were absolutely just jaw dropping. And now I have something to be afraid of, a new thing to be afraid uh-huh.
5: of. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah that's pretty great and and maybe talk a little bit about some of the segments on the show i love that sometimes you guys are not afraid to talk about some of the news of the weird and and some of the most surprising things but just to give people a sense of some of that balance
6: sure i would say at the top of the show we try to keep things fairly like regimented so at the top of the show every day you'll get our welcome and you'll hear a brief coronavirus update from me uh with like the top two to four headlines that you basically need to know about what's going on with the pandemic. Then though, we go to Casey, who has a segment called Good News, Bad News, where she finds like, it says on the tin, some good news and some bad news from across the internet. And that's a place that tends to focus on, you know, celebrity and pop culture news, but it also has the range to talk about pretty much anything that fits inside that framework. So we've talked about good news being like, uh, people are riding way more bikes during this crisis than ever before. And bad news, we try to keep the bad news relatively light
5: bad, like more like yikes news than truly like, oh no news, you know? All right. Let's talk a little bit about advertising in the show given who we're talking to and the audience here today. When you guys think about the, you know, ideal advertisers or types of advertisers, you know, what comes to mind for you guys? I think for
6: me at least that when I think who would be advertising on the show, I think that if you want to reach an audience of I would say older Gen Z to young Gen X who is, you know, clever and smart and interested in the world but also loves the fact that, you know, they can get all of their, you know, Hollywood information, all of their like weird sort of nerdy quirks. things. if you have like an esoteric sort of range of what your interests are, you will find something on this show. So if you are someone who has a product that you're trying to get out in front of them, I would highly recommend advertising on this show. There's slots available.
5: <laughs> <laughs> nice pitch well done hayes so i've got to hear from both of you what are you most looking forward to when uh i'll try not to to go with the uh the reopen word that, that mentioned. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to both in terms of covering it on the podcast but also in terms of just what you're hoping to do in your own lives next when you are able to uh experience that freedom and get back out there
4: yeah, I thought this was one of the funniest things ever. My friend just like texted me the other day, and she was like, I miss lines, just standing in lines. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something that every no one wanted to do ever before, but now you miss it because you can't do it. So I'm looking forward to those tiny, small things that maybe used to annoy me, but now don't even have the chance to annoy me. You know, I guess when when we go back, it'll just be fun to be able to interview people in person. But honestly, maybe it'll be weird at that point. Maybe we'll be like, no, you got to do it over Zoom. We can't do it any other way.
6: I'm looking forward most to being able just to go outside without thinking about it. To just, like, walk out the door, no thoughts in my head, and just be able to go out into the world. As far as the show, I mean... One day in the after times, I can see you know the coronavirus update. At the top just transforming into just a plain old news update where we just pass on the you know harder news stories of the day that are interesting because it can be hard sometimes to find room for that when the pandemic is you know hanging over everything. And so
5: yeah. that's
6: something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to being able to tell. A wider variety of those kind of stories.
5: Yeah. Well, you guys are certainly doing a fantastic job bringing uh, information, but also bringing when we need it a levity to some of the news that we're having to hear. I love the balance that you guys have created, and it's definitely my favorite new news podcast, as I mentioned. So, thank you for all the work that goes into. It. You can tell. When you listen to the show, this is something that you guys have put a ton into. It's very thoughtfully crafted. So I I really, really appreciate what you guys do. Casey, thanks for getting up early on the West Coast, (laughs) for uh, spending some time with us. And Hayes, thanks for spending some time with us as well. Thank you for having us.
4: Conversations is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge.